The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome back to the HBO Boys podcast. Today we are talking about the HBO show, The White Lotus. I am Ryan, and with me today is Adam. Say hi, Adam. Oh, hello. Uh, Ryan. Yeah. I have one thing to say to you. And that is? Well, that <laughs> that was weird. Yeah, so was the music of this show. But do you know what I have to say to that? Yes. <laughs> you know what amount of balls it would take for us to do that for a half hour instead of anything else? And then <laughs> make them listen to it. <laughs> Oh, they would stop. I mean, they're, they, they, have, they have free Absolutely. will. And by yeah, they, I mean you, the audience, have yeah. free will. You could just stop listening to it. But yes, the music of this show is iconic. It's, it is so strange. But then it would get, it would drop into these like, like these crazy native beats. You mean straight bangers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was great. Actual slaps? Yeah, it slapped hard. It did, and then it would go right back into <laughs> which was just... It was very eerie and made me feel awkward, and I think they, they achieved their goal. Oh, it was ominous at all times. <laughs> yeah, That's true. Sure. Hey, Adam, so the yes. White Lotus came out a long time ago. Why are we, why are we, doing, this? Why are we doing this now? <laughs> you know, we've been talking about this a few times, and I think we've talked about it on a few other podcasts. Hey, we got to do White Lotus, but since it was so long ago... Uh, we figured we'd just do a, a wrap up about it, right? You know, yeah. a quick, w- quick one episode of it. I think we're gonna. I think we'll be able to cover most of what happened. Oh, absolutely. we need to go into grave detail about it. It's kind of understands itself. In fact, for somebody to be listening to this right now, mm. months after the White Lotus actually came out, mm-hmm. I would have to assume they've seen the White Lotus. <laughs> yeah, right, <laughs> and know what happened in the show although i'll say the perspective of this is interesting because as we discussed doing the white lotus this evening it's the nighttime for me but it could be any time for you that's how podcasts work and uh but i had to like you know go relearn everybody's names and um and remind myself exactly what happened you know the heavy hitting things i absolutely remembered but i think it, talking about this show in a more summarizing it than anything yeah. is uh is, is the the direction that we are going to today but it, very quickly the white lotus is or was unlimited series but it got greenlit and it is now an anthology series after it went very well for hbo it is created by mike white he is the writer of School of Rock as well as Mr. Shibley or Schneebly. Which is insane to me. When I found that out after I watched the whole series, I was like, that's Ned Schneebly? Yeah. Like, writer and crazy. director of The White Lotus. Crazy. Richard Lankletter directed School of Rock, but Mike White was in it and wrote it. He also wrote Orange County. Yeah. Nacho Libre, Pitch Perfect 3, and the Whoa. critically acclaimed. Emoji movie. Oh, no. <laughs> Which I've never seen. 
<laughs> for I the believe, record. No, I haven't either. I didn't choose to put myself through that amount of torture. Yeah, but no. I believe he got a Razzie for it, which is positive. That I mean, it's at least he won something. The series details a week in the life of vacationers as they relax and rejuvenate in ostensibly paradise in Hawaii. Hawaii, as the natives say. I would describe the White Lotus as a dramedy slash like murder mystery although you don't get the idea that it might have been a murder i believe until the murder happens at the end you just know from the cold open that someone's dead but do you agree or disagree with like calling it a dramedy uh yeah there there were some parts of it that were incredibly deep and and very dark for sure like the whole, and we'll probably get more into it, but the whole Alexandra D'Addario and husband dynamic and Jennifer Coolidge's character and her struggles with her her mother passing and life. And there was a lot that was going on that while it was funny, there was a lot of funny scenes and funny things that happened. Overall, it was actually pretty fucking sad <laughs> like i just noticed james is here <laughs> oh hey man yeah i haven't seen this movie I, I, I just wanted to crash the podcast wonderful uh so james you how much do you know about this show uh everything that you just said about it and that's all understood <laughs> then i look forward to informing you and ruining the entirety of it for you it stars Jennifer Coolidge, a.k.a. Stifler's mom, Alexandra Daddario, Steve Zahn, Molly Shannon, Sydney Sweeney, Jake Lacey, a.k.a. New Jim, Connie Britton, and Murray Bartlett, whom I had never heard of or seen as Armand, who is, so good. I, I think, my favorite character. Yeah, he was I don't so know. good. I, I'm pretty sure he's my favorite one. He he was definitely the most roller coaster character in this show. I mean, Jennifer Coolidge was pretty was a huge roller coaster too. But Armand's character was insane. It it took a turn. Well, I also found out today that Murray Bartlett is going to be Frank in the new Last of Us movie. Really? Wait, wait, yeah. wait! Last of Us show first of all, and then oh. Who's yeah, yeah, yeah. Fox? Who's, show, show, show. who's Frank Adam? He is a survivalist. Oh, with his son. Yeah, Bill, that's a very minor part Bill, of the yeah. game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in the yeah, first game not, and has it, no dialogue. Yeah. yeah, it's not huge. But apparently he's going to have dialogue now. Well, I mean, it's it's stretching out a game into, uh, what I don't even know how many episodes it's going to be. 13? It's a long game. No it is a long game. God, that game is so fucking it's damn great. Well, oh, they added a so real good. heavy hitter. And, and, Murray and uh, the ugly girl from Game of Thrones is going to be Ellie. She's Ellie. Wow. Yeah. Which, the child? Uh, <laughs> the ugly little girl. Yes. The Mormont girl. She's not a child. She's like 12 or 11 in the first game. That, that's a child. Also, okay, but she's not. Uh, no, I, I was just saying the child because it, it, it's a real... Uh, it's a real swing to call a, a child ugly, but I, well, I, I stand. <laughs> I know children can be ugly. Babies can be ugly. Yeah, most babies are are ugly. Newborn babies look like little shriveled up worm. That's yeah. true, and most people are lying when they're Reasons. like that baby is cute. We're like Mm-mm. it's beautiful. No, it is not. No, no, it's not. It's a it's a it's a miracle of life for sure. Mm, sure, beautiful. I guess. Mm. Miracle, or I mean, something that literally happens a thousand times a day. <laughs> yeah, has happened about eight billion times within the last eighty years. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> as I said previously, we have a cold open that sort of sets up the entire infrastructure of the show, which is Jake Lacey's character, whose name is Shane, is looking out the window at the Honolulu airport and watching a coffin being put onto a plane. Uh, he has a wedding ring on, but his wife is not with him, and he's in a very bad mood. So at the beginning, if you're me, you assume that it's his wife, played by Alexandria Daddario, whose name is Rachel, who's in the box. Was that your initial assumption, Adam? Mm, or did not, you just have no, no assumption? I, I, I honestly had zero assumption, because I, I went into the show not knowing, uh, I didn't see any trailers about it. I just saw, hey, White Lotus, it stars all these people that I know. I'm going to watch it. So, yeah, that cold intro definitely didn't – I didn't think it was one person. Throughout the whole sh- series, I mean, we guessed 
almost everyone at some point because of how drastic the swings were for these characters. But yeah, it ended up being someone I didn't uh, see coming. No, that which is the point, right? Yeah. Like, oh yeah, Mike White had a very specific vision for. I am going to throw red herrings at the audience for all five episodes leading up Mm -hmm. to the finale. And even when you get to the finale, you're not going to have a very good idea of who is dead slash who is in that box. And also, to be quite honest with you, multiple times during the show, I forgot that that was like the premise that we're supposed to be guessing who the dead person is completely. I thought a million times minimum that it was the nerdy brother and i thought he was gonna get just like eaten by sharks or something they alluded to something happening while scubaing many times and it just didn't happen wow yeah that's dark i mean I he was that. wearing shark pants that had red all over the, like I, the foreshadowing was very strong and it just never came to fruition no but so let's go over the storylines the Mossbachers, which is a great last name. Mm. They are made up of Nicole, who is played by Connie Britton. She is the CFO of a very large search engine that uh, will not be named. Or I don't know if it is named, but they're basically just like, she's the CFO. Go. She's very successful. She's very confident. And her husband is Steve Zahn. He thinks he might have testicular cancer. Mm. And he is generally an emasculated husband. And also, for context, in the recent past, he cheated on his wife, Nicole, which the relationship has never recovered from. In episode two, he finds out that he, in fact, does not have cancer. But, like, on the very next phone call, he also figures out that his father, who he had a strained relationship with, uh, his very masculine father, died of AIDS, which... Leads to, I think, one of the better scenes in the show where his family is discussing whether or not Grandpa was a power bottom, which is a really (laughs) uh, amazing scene that is just blowing Steve Zahn's character's mind. And before we leave Steve Zahn's character, let's all point out that in episode one, hashtag Dongwatch 2021, (laughs) there is at some point a zoomed in, like as close as humanly possible picture of a of a of it's supposed to be Steve Zahn's dick. Okay, so Ryan, yeah. I was hoping that you'd bring this up. I mean, how would you not? <laughs> it this is incredibly important. So, this brief scene in the early episodes of the White Lotus show, that scene is actually the second instance that a full frontal male nudity uh, on TV happened this past summer. If you if you remember, uh, Netflix's other series, Sex Life, included a mammoth moment where the yeah. insecure, obsessive husband of a main character stalked his wife's ex into a shower and became intimidated by his schlong. If y'all haven't seen that, it's it's pretty intimidating. I'll be honest no, with you. I, so, <laughs> Kristen, our friend Kristen, every time we have a party, will put it on the Chromecast. Yeah. And just uh, pause and, it. And pause it on the giant <laughs> dick and just wait for people to turn around Amazing. and be like, oh, God, what the <laughs> fuck? So <laughs> that's sadly that's, that's really encouraging to hear, though, because the kind of the the move to Disney Plus that we did this year for lack of good HBO content really dong watched was just decimated this year. Yeah, <laughs> it was extinct. It was that of the dinosaurs. Yeah, but now a a strong apatosaurus rises from the ashes. <laughs> right. a pat- Not a, a nice inning miracle. No. <laughs> Well, I hate to burst your bubbles, boys, but sadly... To burst my balls? It, it was confirmed uh, that that was indeed a prosthetic pee-pee. I'm so sick of this. Womp womp. What? This <laughs> but, is bullshit. But, but wait, 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 I'm getting to my point here. White Lotus does use the same method. So okay. it is also a prosthetic. I found out that, that it was... Um, it was a prosthetic, and it wasn't even Steve Zahn wearing the prosthetic. My God. He wasn't even there that day. What I know, a coward. I, fa- I found a article, and they asked him about it, and he said, uh, quote, unquote, it's absurd as it gets, right? That's absur- as absurd as it gets, right? It's not even me wearing it on screen. <laughs> he was, like, not on set that day, and they filmed the dick scene. You can still see an approximation <laughs> of Steve Zahn's butthole in yes. the film Stuart Little, where he plays oh, a no. cat. Oh, yes. Thank God. 
the amount of nostalgia you just brought to me is insane. You know, uh, real quick quiz. Who wrote the screenplay for Stuart Little? One guess. I have no idea. Quentin Tarantino. Honestly, Ryan, about as about as weird as that. About as weird. Is it is it Robert Rodriguez? Rodriguez? (laughs) It's it's M Night Shyamalan. Shyamalan, ding dong, huh? That is. Was there a twist ending? I don't remember. The twist is that Steve Zahn was the cat the whole time. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, the twist was that M Night Shyamalan, ding dong, wrote the script. That's crazy. That's he is a master. A master, master. A master of something. Stuart Little absolutely robbed at the Oscars when they lost best visual effects to The Matrix. That was bullshit. <laughs> oh, wow. I mean, I it was a fun movie. <laughs> what, The Matrix? Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> Both of them, honestly. To round out the Mossbachers family yes. is Olivia, played by Sydney Sweeney. It's their daughter, and she's just she's a mean girl, basically. She's unreal. And Quinn, played by Fred Heckinger, uh, the yeah. awkward son who was forced to sleep in the closet because Olivia has her friend there with her, Paula, played by Brittany O'Grady, whom Olivia is two-faced with on a constant basis. And then and Paula resents the whole family, basically. And she, she came, but uh, resents her friend, resents her family. She thinks they're a bunch of richy riches and they are um, privileged beyond belief, which is not far from the truth. Quinn then must move to sleep on the beach where all of his electronics are washed away. But it's no worries as he would go on to find himself by joining a crew of native rowers while sleeping on the beach. And then he does that basically for the rest of the time. Just like having the best. Yeah, very best time. His best life. I kind of, I'm jealous. I'm jealous. I wish that that happened to me. I just wish that I was any bit as happy as he was while he was rowing that boat. (laughs) Right? Like he found his purpose. On the same boat coming into the White Lotus, which is kind of a a chain high-end hotel. Uh, The Fairmont is a good example. Like, there are many Fairmonts, but they're all sort of supposed, like, trying to go for the same thing, which is Mm. uh, very high-end. The White Lotus is one of those. And uh, this is the VIP boat that we are following around. And also on said boat is Shane and Rachel. Shane is Jake Lacey. Rachel is Alexander Daddario. They are newlyweds on their honeymoon. Shane is a dickhead. And Rachel needs to learn to stand up for herself generally. Uh, she's a newly installed trophy wife who is not psyched about it. She used to be a journalist, but not so much anymore. Uh, and she cannot, for the life of her, take her own life into her own hands, which is a terrible sentence. Molly Shannon plays Shane's mother, who shows up on their honeymoon, and is generally a nightmare. Mm-hmm. Oof. One of my favorite scenes in the whole show consisted of Alexandria Daddario's character and the CEO lady of Google, or whoever she's supposed to be, um, was when they when she found out that Alexandra Daddario's character interviewed her and yep. She just ripped her apart. Rips her into like, shreds. Oh my! Like I was so I felt so awkward watching that. Like the, it was so well done. Yes, and it was also a good example of like Rachel was trying to reach out to a strong womanly figure mm. who she noticed from across, and she was like, "I know that lady. She's a world famous woman." in business and i'm going to go ask her and try to be instilled with an amount of confidence that as much confidence as i can pull from her character i'm going to try and then in doing so gets ripped to shreds because unbeknownst to her connie Britton's character is not psyched that rachel basically wrote not wrote but um signed off on a slam piece yeah for for connie Britton's character and so i i agree with you I, it's one of the best scenes just because it comes out of nowhere and you're like yeah. this girl cannot catch a break man oh my god i felt so bad making those smoky-eyed teary-eyed ladies did she oh just so bad and I they so they bad. they stole that plot point from 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 nothing star academy actually that's a million percent true and (laughs) (laughs) even though it was created beforehand they reached into the back of my brain and they and they uh they stole that shit you had it planned yeah well they listened to that episode which hasn't come out yet and then they 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 quickly did reshoots yeah (laughs) yeah that upcoming episode uh that's really generally in the ether that came out really good by the way anyway (laughs) 
<laughs> we also have Jennifer Coolidge, who plays Tanya. I think Armand is my favorite character, but Tanya, played by Jennifer Coolidge again, is up there. I can't. I, it's hard to pick between the two. Her mother recently died. She came to Hawaii to spread her mother's ashes. And she has a bunch of money. And while she's there, she meets the guy who played Uncle Rico, who has terminal uh, cancer. Unreal. And I, they start uh, dating. That is just unreal. When I found that out, I'm going to throw a football over the mounds. Exactly. <laughs> and Uncle Rico is coughing the entire time. He is probably the most aggressive red herring that is in the show yeah. because he's actively coughing on screen, which, as we all know in Hollywood, means that you're going to die soon. Yeah, you have tuberculosis, pretty much. And the first person who works at the White Lotus that we'll cover is Belinda, because she is the manager of the Massage Therapy Center, and also, throughout the show, trying to sell her business idea to Tanya, who is receptive to it at the beginning, but at the end, because nothing ever changes, and you can't fight your way out of the cream like they did in Catch Me If You Can, you just drown. (laughs) Belinda does not succeed in getting tanya to invest so sad that was another dynamic that i i liked watching but it ended up being very sad of course it did when belinda threw out her business plan but like it was the the, uh there's so much work like you could tell that she just put so much work and effort into it also that actress was very good we then have murray bartlett as mentioned earlier playing armand the manager of the white lotus who is a recovering drug addict has been clean for five years but through the stress of this group and this week would go on to fall off the wagon in an intensely grand fashion oh my gosh it happened so quickly yeah uh booze pills really anything he could get his hands on you know, eating eating ass yeah eating it's ass just mostly <laughs> Because of this group of people just pushes him over the edge. And so, okay. When I try to think like what scenes came to mind, Mm. when I look back on the White Lotus, my first thought was Tanya on the boat with Shane and Rachel. So good. Who are on that boat because... Armand does not like them and knew that <laughs> that it would be an awful time as Tanya has a nervous breakdown trying to spread the ashes of her mother uh, while the newlyweds just sit there and watch the uh, cacophony happen on the other side of the boat uh, while Tanya then insists on coming over and talking to them and they are not it was into amazing. it. It was so good. <laughs> See, like that. That scene terribly sad if if you're from the uh perspective of uh, the ashes of the mother yeah that too but you know terribly sad from their perspective but hilarious when you're like watching it happen also when armand is off the wagon and is talking to mark steve zahn's character at the bar and he just comes out and asks him to bang yeah that one's pretty great didn't see that coming i also wrote down rachel and nicole's chat Mm-hmm. because that was pretty great anytime molly shannon was on screen just ruining shane and rachel's honeymoon yeah. for rachel not so much for shane Ugh. he was psyched that he his mother his was there also one scene that sticks out to me it's a very small scene but it it, it kind of it sticks out and it's for obvious reasons it's when um sydney sweeney's character and alexander daddario's character are talking and Sydney Sweeney kind of just brushes her off like, oh, this old hag. And then <laughs> Alexandra Daddario gets into her swimsuit and gets in the pool. And she's like, oh, fuck, she's hot. <laughs> like, yes. That sticks in my head because it was visually appealing, obviously, sure, as a sure. dude. But but it just was like, hey, get in your fucking place. <laughs> like, yes, kind of it was thing. two actresses that come up in many of the same Google searches, let's <laughs> say. <laughs> and uh, having a conversation, which is which is special within itself. Yeah. So that all sets up. And I said Shane is a dickhead, but I, I want to oh, reiterate. He really is. Actual asshole. And, and that just goes to show you how good that guy is at playing a dick. Because I, like, was physically getting angry whenever he was on screen. Just the way he went about, like, calling the waiter because something wasn't right it just like his whole cadence of 
talking was really aggravating, very intense. And, oh, yeah, I was like, God, I just want to punch him in the head. Oh, And him bothering Armand the entire time because oh, they got God. put in the wrong room. He was like 50 to 60 percent of the reason that guy fell off the wagon. How how many times did he say, like, we were supposed to get the palm suite or something, <laughs> whatever the suite was? About five times an episode. Yeah, it's insane. And then the Mossbacher's daughter, Olivia, has her friend Paula there. They're reading books that were picked out for them. They have their outfits picked out for them. Like, their vacation has been pre-planned to the T. And Paula, while going along with this and seeming to reap the benefits of the Mossbacher family, absolutely does resent them. And decides about halfway through the season that she's going to talk one of the hotel staff, whose name is Kai, uh, that she is having sexual relations with, into stealing all the Mossbacher shit. And Kai is like, I'm a good guy, and I don't know if that I should do that. And Paul is like, mm. fuck that. Your land is being taken away from you. Your heritage is being trampled all over by these stupid white people. And just take what it, you deserve. And then she talks Kai into doing it. Kai breaks into the room. Uh, but Connie Britton comes back from a trip that she wasn't supposed to come back from early. And she sees Kai. And as Kai is leaving, Steve Zahn's character walks in because it's because his character and, and Connie Britton's character are having a large fight. And Steve Zahn kind of saves Connie Britton by tackling Kai. Although Kai then just like punches him straight in the mouth and then, yeah. and then runs away. But it is what leads to the remasculation of Steve Zahn's character and revitalization of their marriage because you know, he's a real man man now. He, he, yeah. did the man, he did the man thing. Lovely moment. Not so much for Kai, though, who would go on to be arrested and most likely sent to prison for yeah. stealing the jewelry of the Mossbacher family, much to Paula's dismay. <laughs> Too influenced by the ladies. And Olivia, the entire time, kind of had an inkling that it was Kai. Uh, she knew that Paula was sneaking out and having some sort of relations at night and so when Armand tells the family that the jewelry was found and it turns out the person who stole it actually was a employee at the hotel, Olivia is like, yeah, what's, what's, uh, what was his name? And Armand <laughs> goes, well, yeah, his name was Kai. At which point Olivia turns to Paula and is like, <laughs> you oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then they eventually go on to have a conversation of like, Listen, you know, it was a mistake. At least nothing bad happened. I wish Paula says one of my favorite lines from the series, which was something bad did happen. <laughs> it didn't happen to you, but it did, ha in fact, happen. Uh, my yeah. friend is going to jail who I talked into stealing your shit and then it got caught and now he's going to jail. So, yeah, something you know, the pretty right, bad. The right path of, of uh, events. And then so let's talk about like the last 20 minutes of the show. Yeah, so much happened. So it unfolded so quickly. And like, okay, now now for preface, mm -hmm. we still have no idea who the person in the the human remains coffin is. Like 30 minutes into no. the final episode, I still had no idea who it was going right. to be. Oh, yes. I, I thought you were talking about now. I was like, oh, we do. No, 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 no. <laughs> we, we very much do. They show it. But yes. like 30 minutes into the final episode, you still don't know who it is. It does, no. They don't give any clear indication of who it is yet. We have no idea. I believe going into the sixth episode, my guess was um, Uncle Rico should be in the box. Your <laughs> yes. guess was Quinn. Yep. We were uh, the We were all over the place. Yeah, we really were. And not one of us, I believe, chose who it ended up being. Nope. I thought it was going to be the weird aunt from Murder on Middle Beach. Oh, oh wow. She's the one who deserved it. <laughs> she did. She sucks. <laughs> she probably, what is it, lives within 15 miles of where we're sitting right now. Where we're sitting right now. <laughs> I do miss them. It could have been me. I could have killed your mom. Why not? <laughs> that is not a thing oh, anyone God. should say. Yeah. Oh my god. And gosh. then oh my god. And then she's called and the guy was like, "No, he she uh my sister was at school. She couldn't have done it." And the aunt was like, "Oh, well. Case closed." Well, it wasn't her sister, so I guess it must have been me. 
Side yeah. note, uh, watch Murder on Middle Beach if you haven't. It's pretty good. After I publicly blamed her for uh, 10 years and uh, and vilified her completely and making her move out of the country. But I guess not. I guess that one piece of evidence from you on the telephone oh is... Okay. Anyway. Still evolving. That case is still evolving, by the way. Yeah, we'll have to do a follow-up on that when the murderer is caught, which will happen never. Yeah. <laughs> I also just love like, the way like the dad handles every accusation. It's like, Dad, did you have Mom murdered? Ah, jeez, you know, I, I, it happened so long ago. I really just don't feel like talking about it. Like, <laughs> he's like, I can't talk. I can't talk to you about this. Somehow he doesn't just say no. That's yeah. not in his lexicon. He's like, he's just exasperated by the question. Really, is it? So, so much to unpack there. A lot to unpack, anyway. but not right now. The <laughs> yeah. White Lotus. <laughs> So we sort of have laid out the entire Mossbacher's ending, right? And yeah. except for Quinn, but we'll get there. For Shane and Rachel, Rachel eventually confesses to Shane that she has made a mistake and that they should not be married. And she goes to stay by herself at the hotel while Shane has a hissy fit about it. And goes back to his room to just, you know, be a little baby. Jennifer Coolidge goes off on Uncle Rico saying that she's insecure and that she's a basket case and that he should just leave before the the bad stuff, the worst stuff starts happening. And he's like, no, I'm chill. I'm terminally ill. So really not sweating the small stuff. Let's just hang out. And Tanya's like, ah, all right, it's cool. Which kind of gives her uh, his confidence, that is, the confidence for her to just kind of walk into the ocean and uh, throw her mom's ashes in there finally, kind of letting yeah. go of that. and But also at the same time, becoming uh, infatuated with Uncle Rico is what also makes her kind of lose interest in the business plan of Belinda, which is incredibly sad. Although yeah, he does, very she sad. does uh, hand her, I think, an envelope of cash. Yeah, she gives her some. I don't think it was a disclosed amount of cash, but it was it was a large amount of cash of some degree. Right, it was a heavy envelope. But uh, she, yeah, that was uh, it was heartbreaking. It really was. That was like really heartbreaking. That whole that whole character dynamic between those two. Because she was so, like at the earlier of the season, earlier in the season, she was so, I mean, like you said, infatuated with, ended up being infatuated with Uncle Rico, but she was so infatuated with this woman who was helping her get through this and being her support system and I will do anything for you. Your massages are the best. But uh, yeah, it just ended up, ended up, uh, I just, that sucked. And also, I felt bad. Their relationship was a microcosm of the entire season yeah. of if you're rich, your problems are smaller. And if you're not rich, uh, your problems are constantly gigantic. And uh, most likely, uh, nothing is ever going to change. Yeah, um, That is uh, – their relationship is that microcosm, but not as much as this next thing where <laughs> – Shane goes into his room to, again, be a bubby about Rachel leaving. But about 10 minutes prior to that, a pilled up, drunk as fuck, and unhinged version of Armand goes into Shane's room with the goal to take a shit in his suitcase. And he achieves this goal. He shits in his suitcase. He does we that. See, we see the shit. It, we see it come out of his butt. <laughs> what a masterful cinematic moment. Are you not joking? Like, do they do like a, a two girls, one cup oh, shot? Like, You see the poo leaving oh, his butthole. Wow. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah. That, well, that it really just sends it home. First. It's just awesome because you think it's about to cut away and then it doesn't. You know? Yeah. Yep, I remember watching it in, in the movie room, Ryan, and we were all just like, oh, shit! Literally shit. shit. Yeah. <laughs> like- right as he cuts off the shit in the, in the suitcase, <laughs> uh, Shane walks into the room and Armand goes to hide. Immediately sobers up. <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, this is not good. And then as Armand tries to kind of like sneak out, he hits something, which falls to the ground at which point Shane grabs the knife that the hotel gave him to cut out the pineapple. And they kind of both, in a great, great shot, are going on either side of a wall towards oh, the same so place. Good. 
yeah. towards the uh, to the door out. They come around the wall at the same time. Shane with the knife up and sticks it directly into Armand's chest, who is not psyched about it. <laughs> and this scene was so slow, too, because it was the tense building of are they going to see each other's face? And then he turns the corner and it just slid in like it was not a stab. It was just like him holding it. It slid into his stomach. It reminded me a lot of um, in Lord of the Rings, the movie, Christopher Lee, who plays Saruman. There's a point in the movie where Wormtongue stabs him. And after the first take, Peter Jackson went up to him and it was like, okay, can you just like this time kind of be louder, be bigger when you get stabbed? And Christopher Lee, who was in World War II as like, uh, like for the British side was like, no, that's not how people sound and look like when they get stabbed. So, um, I'm just going to do with the reality of that situation. And Peter Jackson was like, okay, that sounds good. Yeah. So the stabbing of Armand proves to be fatal. He is the one in the box at the end. And then the police ask Shane like two questions and then let him go immediately. Um, crazy. That was one one part of it that I was like, no. Nope. I don't agree with that. <laughs> yeah, of course nobody agrees with it. He gets asked <laughs> two questions and then is leaving the jurisdiction the next day. Yeah, right. <laughs> not not uh, no red flags there, I suppose. We then go back to the beginning where Shane is looking out the window at Armand's body being put on a flight to Honolulu, the one that they're about to get on. But he is still there alone as Rachel has left him. But from around the corner, Rachel shows up to the ticket counter and she walks up to Shane, says she's fine. She'll be happy. They'll be fine. We'll be fine. They embrace. Shane is excited that his wife is back and Rachel kind of just looks dead-eyed into the distance. So the Rotten Tomato score of White Lotus is not great. It's like mid-70s, and it's mostly because of people leaving reviews not liking this moment. Oh, this was it was the worst moment. It was one of the worst like endings of a character in uh, quite some time. I so badly did not want that to happen. <laughs> I no. am so angry. Me too. But I also think it was the incredibly brave thing to write. Oh, as a, as the writer of the show. Yes, because yeah. it's not happily yeah, ever course. after. It's not yeah. girl power. It's closer to a jaded reality. I know. And I would say, like, I think people are allowed to not like it. I get it. Entertainment is supposed to be sometimes, for most people, like, uh, example of the best version of themselves. Like, what they would hope that they would do not their actual selves not the cowards that they actually are but to be (laughs) fair what rachel did is i think like the highest percentage of what would actually happen which is like um i was alone for one night and this guy really sucks but he has a lot of money and i choose the easy way because i don't know what i would do otherwise yeah i wonder if it also was a little underlying that that girl i can't i can't remember the actress's name steve zahn's wife connie Britton. connie Britton. that connie Britton mentioned in their talk that you you like i can make it so you'll never work again oh i bet it was a part of it yeah and i didn't put that together until after i finished it obviously but yeah, it's just, it's just, ah, oh, you're right though. Like, that's what probably, like, more likely would happen. But it's just infuriating. It's just infuriating. <laughs> At least to, to me. And I know to you, uh, Yo, and for a majority sure. of people, clearly. And if that was the end, end of the show, then it would have ended on a bummer. And that'd be a bummer. Yeah. And that'd be, yep. that'd be bad. But that's not. The actual end of the show is the Mossbachers getting on the flight and Quinn, the awkward son, uh, running back after he says that he's going to stay on the island. And they're like, no, you are in high school and you're coming home. <laughs> and then they get on the flight past the ticket counter and he runs away. And Peace. the actual end of the show is him in the paddle boat with all of his new Hawaiian friends and uh, paddling into the sea. But for how long is he actually going to be there? You know? Yeah. I mean, maybe we'll find that out. I mean, it re- was renewed for season two. There's going to be some recurring characters. We don't know exactly who 
The only person we know that one. I know for sure, yeah, is Jennifer Coolidge. She's yep. coming back. She is going to uh, be back in the second season, which is huge. That's huge yeah. stuff. Uh, but it's yep. going to be an anthology series. It's going to be at another White Lotus. I'm excited for it. Oh, yeah. Huge excited. I hope they keep the same soundtrack. Yeah, me too. I'll be very, I'll be very, James. I'll be very, very bummed if they yes. don't, if I don't hear that. Have you ever heard the theme song to the White Lotus? No. Should, should, I, should I look it up right now? What I'd like you to do right now is look it up and give us a live reaction of your feelings. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah, this is wild. It's unsettling. It, it is. It is. Un- Alexandria Daddario Cortez. And then the the that is not her name. Intro video. The intro video is also like just wallpaper of animals in Hawaii attacking each other. And it's yeah, and it's just yeah. in, which in in retrospect makes a lot of sense. This now. is this is like the Muzak version of like an Alan Ball intro <laughs> yes yes it does remind uh many people of the true blood entrance okay oh yeah well, uh, i have not a spelling bee for you guys this week but, oh uh, shit instead why don't we i'll i'll talk you guys through the buzzfeed which white lotus character quiz are you and we can discuss the various questions Ooh, all right? i like this i love that for us okay so so Question one, and, and, and Adam's uh, totally in Armand. I'm not going to read this shit out. Twice. I I'm fucking hope not. Put the picture in the. <laughs> chat I don't. Well. I don't want to die. Okay, so pick a vacation destination. Options are Ooh, okay. Hawaii, New York, Belize, Paris, Greece, New Zealand, Tokyo, Seoul, or a staycation. So I'll, t- I'll I'll go mm. first. I'm not going to pick Seoul because I live there currently, and I also feel like <laughs> I've done everything there's to do in Tokyo for the seven years I lived there. New York City, you're a world traveler. I went to Hawaii for my for my for my honeymoon. So I'm gonna say for me, uh, New Zealand because I haven't been there and it's a beautiful country. Mm. I'll say uh, Hawaii sucks. I've been there uh, thrice and I don't ever want to go again. Just go to the Bahamas. It's uh, less jet lag and at least for the eastern side of the uh, United States. And it's kind of exactly the same. New York City, I I live near there. Belize is like an Instagram uh, version of a – I'm sure it's beautiful, but I I just – I associate it with some bullshit. Paris is a terrible map in Overwatch, so I won't go there. Uh, oh my god that's why you're not picking paris okay listen i don't know if you know how bad that map is i but every time i i hear the word welcome to paris all i think is i think i'm leaving this game and i'm never gonna play this uh it's so fucking awful tokyo for sure seoul i i nothing of value to me is in seoul uh james is in seoul (laughs) yes that was the joke (laughs) so i'm going to i'm going to new zealand because i want to be a goddamn hobbit okay just cop cop, all right so i'm not going to go into crazy detail about why i'm choosing it uh but wow judgmental bitch i'd like i'd like to go to hawaii at some point but i wouldn't pick that as my first i've been to new york many times we live very close belize seems neat paris is neat but i've always wanted to go to uh santorini greece so i'm gonna pick santorini greece okay there you go good food greek food I, I I agree with you. <laughs> oh, you wah. bitch. Opa. You dumb. You, you bitch. Uzo. <laughs> okay. All right. Pick a vacation movie. Your options vacation are movie. National Lampoon's Vacation, Dirty Dancing, Sideways, RV, Cabin Fever, Force Majeure, The Cabin in the Woods, Wine Country, or Barb and Star Go to the Vista Del Mar. Uh, <laughs> I want to see that about, very badly. Uh, Ryan, which of these is is your vacation movie? I choose The Cabin in the Woods. Oh, my okay. God. <laughs> you want to die next to Thor. Yeah. Well, yeah, Thor, it's really, I like Thor it so gets much. exploded on an invisible wall. Uh, spoiler alert, by the way. <laughs> okay. And how about you, Adam? Um... So, so the cabin in the woods is great. I love that movie, but good <laughs> I wouldn't pick that. I would probably go with. Uh, I'd probably go with National Lampoon's Vacation. Okay, a classic. classic. Uh, I'm just gonna pick the movie of these which I like the most, which is Sideways. It's a very funny, okay. awkward movie that I like a lot. I, I tell you, I am having immediate regrets that I did not pick Dirty Dancing, but I am <laughs> gonna go with my gut. Yeah. No. I keep. <laughs> Nobody puts Adam in a corner. Can't change it now. Okay. A bit of an easier one for the next one. Uh, pick a drink, and your a options drink. are beer, white wine, red wine, coffee, tea, soda, a daiquiri, whiskey, water. Oh, 
I wish this wasn't so like broad, like because coffee is one of my favorite beverages. But is it like my primary beverage? No, like I love whiskey, and this is why are they not segregated in alcoholic versus non-alcoholic? All right, um, this is easy. Water. Okay, Ryan saying water. <laughs> Any specific reason for water? Or? It's fucking tight, dude. Yeah, it's true. It's seventy um, percent of my body. Yeah, I need water to survive. Um, you know what? Yeah, I'm gonna go with coffee. Yeah, I'm going with it. Coffee. You know what, uh, Adam? I will meet you there at coffee. I'm also picking. Coffee. Wonderful. Dirty awesome. Dancing. The version of Dirty Dancing for the drink is beer. My instant regret. But I'm going water. I'm the water champion. <laughs> well, no, uh, well, Ryan, you. that is assuming that the positions of the choices uh, are are correlating between categories, which I don't necessarily know that's true. Although sideways sideways is sideways is in the red wine position. Oh, Brian might be right. <laughs> oh my god. Do you have three tabs open? Oh, you better believe it. I have <laughs> not just three tabs. I've also got a lot of embarrassing uh. pornography tabs open. Okay. Uh. Choose a Jennifer Coolidge movie. Oh, American so Pie, Best in Show, Legally Blonde, Down to Earth, A Mighty Wind, A Cinderella Story, For Your Consideration, Bad Lieutenant, Port of Call, New Orleans. Promising Young Woman. I forgot she was in Promising oh Young my Woman. Gosh, for me, it has that, got that to be so good. Best in Show again. I'm just picking oh, my favorite so of the movies. Good. I love that fucking movie. Uh, yeah, it's got to be. And, and how about uh, how about you guys? I'm. I want it to be known. I had to think about this zero percent legally blonde. Oh, okay. So I, I also <laughs> didn't have to think about this very long. Uh, Stifler's Mom, American Pie for sure. Okay, but Promising Young Woman is a fucking. Very good movie. You know, Promising Young Woman reminds me a lot of The White Lotus because at the end you're fucking bummed out. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> okay, next, choose a vacation priority. So what is your priority when you go on vacation? Sightseeing, eating, partying, family bonding, being in nature, meeting people, romance, no play, all work, or relaxing? Eating. That was so fast, Ryan. Mm, it was, yeah, I before, was I, I read it I was I knew it before you were over with the sentence. <laughs> and I can I I can confirm this. We were just in Seattle and the thing he liked to do is eat the things. Because it's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Eating all and the fun. different things across Seattle. Um I'm gonna go with Ooh, I can only pick one, huh? Um I'll go with sightseeing. Nice. I think the answer I I'm going to get on this one is is Adam because I'm also going sightseeing because Ooh. honestly, like I feel like if I go on vacation somewhere and I and I haven't done sightseeing, it's like a waste. Like I wasted my time. Yeah, basically. I want to see the things I won't see. When <laughs> I I'm truly home. don't give a shit if I see one thing. Yeah, he will just rather eat all the puff pastries. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Talk about my the vacation. Sa- the savory puff pastry. Yeah, eating one romance too. All right, this is the best category. Pick an HBO show. Sex in the City, The Ooh. Sopranos, Game of Thrones, Watchmen, Big Little Lies, Lovecraft Country, Succession, Mayor of Easttown, Euphoria. My gosh. Game this of Thrones. Such a vast. This is, I, I could have answered shows. these questions for Ryan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, Ryan is um, Game of Thrones, obviously. Um, how about you, God. Adam? Um. I think I'll go with The Sopranos. Ooh, okay. Yeah, Tony Soprano. And uh, for me, probably of all of these, mm, oh, yeah, I guess it's got to be Watchmen. I fucking love that show. Yeah. Yeah, you do love Watchmen. <laughs> I remember Because Watchmen's so good. And our friend good. Alexander would posit that if I watched Succession, I w- it would probably be my answer. But I have not yet, so I can't. T- I just can't say that. I can't yeah, be that. that. That's, a Mar- fa- that's a fail session. Yeah. And Mayor of Easttown rules. All right. This is the worst question. Pick a fruit. Kiwi, orange, grape, <laughs> strawberries, watermelon, blueberries, bananas, apples, tomato. I'm going to go watermelon. Did you guys see that TikTok where that lady yeah. uh, comes upon yes, the watermelon? Yes. <laughs> yes. I sure. I think I sent it to you. you or you did. sent it to me. Or so, whatever. Shit. We shared that video. <laughs> yeah. Bananas are so high in sugar. I'm going to go watermelon. Uh, Ryan, <laughs> watermelon. What, what a fact. <laughs> wait. Wait. No. Fuck. I'm wrong. Okay, no. No, I'm going grapes, baby. My bad. Oh, okay. So now you're not going with gut. No, I'm going with with, uh, eating. (laughs) Oh, fair. (laughs) 
I could live off grapes. Put those uh, motherfuckers in the freezer. <laughs> ooh, 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 baby. Um, I'm going to go with strawberries. Such an ass. Strawberries. <laughs> I'm also going to go fucking strawberries. fucking sociopath. Are you going, oh, I thought, you were going, I thought you were going tomato like Stop a sociopath. Stop taking my answers. Sorry. Well, I need to start answering first so you can copy me instead. The thing is, like, yeah, fair. Uh, I'm, I'm a real texture and mouthfeel kind of guy. I love the taste of Ooh. blueberries, but I don't like to bite into them. You know? Oh yeah, they are weird. They, it's got a weird feel. Strawberry and is really it's got nice. The skin, the skin's very weird on it. Mm-hmm. Strawberry's got a nice juicy chomp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As yeah, does watermelon. Strawberry. Nice but, juicy chomp. Name of uh your sex tape. <laughs> okay, and so this next question, start uh, it. It's going to be asked by Johnny in Westytown. Pick an excursion. Nice. <laughs> Good. Your options are an whale excursion. watching, surfing, snorkeling, scuba diving, wakeboarding, fishing, rowing, parasailing, relaxing only. So I, I assume this is a Hawaiian vacation excursion, right? Mm. Mm. I'm going to so, let you answer first, James. Yeah, well, I, the one time I was in Hawaii on my honeymoon, it was so upsetting. I was in like the two month period where whale watching like has ended and yet to begun. Like, so oh, it's like no. a small period of time Stop. where like the whale watching season is over and then the new one hasn't started yet. And so I could not go whale watching. I would not have seen a whale if I did. I've never seen a whale. I want to see a fucking whale. <laughs> I want to Neither, see a whale real bad. Neither have I. <laughs> yeah, I feel that. <laughs> okay. And uh, how about how about you, Adam? Hmm. I think because I've always seen it on television and movies and stuff, I think I would like to try scuba diving, assuming that there is a beautiful, colorful reef, although that is less and less likely as they are being bleached. I love that. Adam goes, you know, I want to do scuba diving only, though, if I am descending into the deep, dark black. (laughs) So uh, Adam Adam is for scuba. Scuba diving. Scuba Uh, Steve. How about you? you, Ryan? I am uh, parasailing. Want to get mm. up there in the sky? Ooh, Anybody ever done that? Have you ever done that? I want to no. fight a bird. If birds aren't real, by the way, but I, if they were, I'd fight them. <laughs> okay, last no, I've never one. done it. I want to do it real bad. I imagine this could be uh, uh, a difficult or divisive question. Ooh, okay. Although I think I know my answer. Uh, easy. However. I can imagine you guys struggling with this. Pick a situation comedy. (laughs) Okay. A sitcom, if you will. Cheers, Seinfeld, Friends, The Office, Community, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Blackish, Schitt's Creek, Ted Lasso. Jesus Christ. This is easy, although I'm very, very upset that Parks and Recreation isn't on here. Uh, (laughs) uh, Ted Lasso, 100%. Really? James, James, what's my answer? I fucking love that show. Uh, Ryan's answer is obviously The Office. You should have just done this for me. <laughs> I was going to say either The Office or Schitt's Creek. I love the sh- I love Schitt's Creek very much, yeah. and Ted Lasso is the apple of my eye currently. I, lo- but, I fucking love. And by the way, Brooklyn Nine Nine, so, so fucking good. Community, one of the most perfect shows ever made, at least the first four seasons. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> uh, Cheers, I'm too young for Seinfeld. Now on, on Netflix, by the way, and Friends watched every night of my life when I was a kid. Still, The Office, Prison Mike. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go with communities. Out of all of these, prison the Mike. What was like the worst part of prison? The Dementis. <laughs> Fuck. Okay, and the last question. This is the most personality question of all the personality questions. Which thing bothers you the most? These are like either pet peeves or like character traits. Which one bothers you the most? Ignorance, wastefulness, brutal honesty, fake niceness, rude customers, rude servers, not getting your way, false promises, being ignored. Wow, bothers you the most. Um, okay. Fake niceness. Fake friends. Yeah, my answer. Final answer, Regis. Um, geez. There's, there's, there's like three things here that are so close. Who okay, chooses well, rude servers like a Yeah, dick. no, that's not no. I'll go with uh false promises. I think if if some if it would <laughs> bother me the most. Like if you were gonna say you're gonna do something and you promise to do it, just fucking do it. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. And I will go with I don't know. I mean I don't like any of these, but I do stress a lot about my own wastefulness. <laughs> really do do you i do i think oh i shouldn't do that right. that's that's a waste of money oh that's a waste of time oh, i'm just creating yeah. trash uh 
uh, uh, like, here we go. I'll, I'll say something really gross. Like, I, I, I do pitch it. to my wife. I'm like, you know, not only could we save on the water bill, but we could also help the environment if I just pissed in the sink, right? Because then you don't have to flush the toilet. <laughs> what do you think about that? She was not what okay. What the fuck is that. wrong with you? <laughs> oh my god! What difference Jeez, does I, it right. make? What god, difference does it make? I hope that was a real. I hope that was a real conversation. That's a very George Costanza stance on that. <laughs> Okay, the results incredibly anticlimactic. God, what oh, a waste no. of time this was. Oh no. Okay, good stuff. We all got the same character. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> we are all Rachel's. Oh. What? No way. I wonder if that's a joke. That's got to be a joke. That's that whatever Terrible. you pick, that whatever you pick, it ends the same. That's you are someone with a sweet character. disposition who has a lot of love to give. Unfortunately, you don't always give it to the right person. You can be timid, unsure of yourself, but you're also extremely likable and forgiving. I mean, that sounds like me, but what? <laughs> this is not true. Okay, well, let, let me now. That has got to be a joke, uh, James. Let's, open up. Let's, open yeah, up. we'll try to make one which is not Rachel. Okay. No, no, no. I, I have an idea. I have an idea. Open up the the tab again, Sammy. <laughs> come over here. <laughs> oh yes, this is going to be great. Sammy, come over here. <laughs> You're about to be on it. Get over oh my here. God, I'm so lucky. Get your dick over here. <laughs> Is she eating? <laughs> You're about to do a what White Lotus character quiz are you? Pick a vacation a- destination. F- first thing that comes to your brain. Don't think about it. Um, wait, wait, wait. Which one do you think you are before you take the quiz? I'll tell you if I'm right or not. Oh, that's great podcasting. Uh, <laughs> what? Pick a vacation destination. Don't think I about it. Pick staycation. <laughs> okay. Okay, this is going well. Staycation. Pick a vacation movie. Mm, National Lampoon's Vacation. Okay, we're on our way to being a Rachel. Mm-hmm. Pick a drink. <laughs> I think it was coffee that sealed our fate. Adam. Like, that's like the boring. <laughs> um, daiquiri. Daiquiri. Oh okay. shit! You're on. That's okay. a Jennifer Coolidge answer right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. Pick a Jennifer Coolidge movie. <laughs> I pick uh, Legally Blonde. Yeah, say it really low so no one can hear you in the microphone. I pick Legally Blonde. (laughs) Pick a vacation priority. See, they didn't put my vacation Uh, priority on here. Eating. Eating is the obvious answer. Everyone knows that. Oh, my gosh. Pick an HBO show. Big Little Lies. Big Little Lies over Mare, huh? Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. Pick a fruit. You know my favorite fruit? Ryan. Tomato. Oh, <laughs> headshot. Watermelon. Watermelon. Pick an excursion. Assumably, this would be happening in Hawaii. Relaxing only. <laughs> that very staycation of you. So, so yeah. So, this is, on, this is on part of being completely different than what we answered. The office. The office, okay. And finally, pick the thing that bothers you the most. Ryan. <laughs> Why isn't Ryan on there? <laughs> James said Ryan, but you can't choose that because it's not on there. That would definitely be the answer. I, you're, you narrating this is so annoying. You're all yeah, dicks. Every single answer I answer, you have something to say. It's like... That's what podcasts are. I know. I was trying to sleep while you were recording before. It's so annoying. I was aware. I'm waking up listening to you. I was aware you were trying to do that. That's why I, the first 40 minutes of this podcast, I was monotone and to try not to wake you. The thing that bothers me most... Being woken up. Being ignored. Being ignored. What do we get? Ah. <laughs> she oh is not a Rachel. Sam is a okay. Sam is a shame. I'm obviously not a Rachel. Really? Oh, you, know, you got the worst Ooh. one. Shane. The dickhead character. Yeah. You're a confident person who always gets I what they want. I thought that I would be... Uh, Jennifer Coolidge? Yeah. yeah. That's who I thought I would be. <laughs> I think you were one. Like they had partying as like the the thing you is most probably top priority, but like I would say just straight up drinking probably. Yeah, which would probably be the closest to partying, right? By the way, anytime just all get, three of you want to do another relationship advice uh, column, I have some amazing sheets. Oh, oh yeah, excited. we should do a relationship advice one. What fruit do you think Jennifer Coolidge is? <laughs> is she a kiwi? <laughs> Probably kiwi. She's a banana. Oh wow! I'm a banana. I mean, Steve Zahn's got to be like the tomato, right? He's a Steve Zahn's a tomato. <laughs> uh, he, and, Absolutely. Well, uh, so I figured that scuba diving would have maybe given me Steve Zahn or Quinn, but uh, alas, 
Yeah, you fucked up. Rachel. We're all Rachels. <laughs> we and are I bet all if we took Rachels, the friends quiz, we would still be Rachel. Yeah, <laughs> I'd get the Rachel haircut and everything. No, I'd be we'd be Ross for oh 100% gosh. sure. We'd be Too Ross. Funny. Well, I'm glad you had this idea. It was more yeah, fun. This is great. In fact, we should just start doing your ideas at the beginning of the podcast cuz uh they're better than the the show that itself. Yeah, but that's that's the tease, bro. That is the tease, I suppose. <laughs> anyway, thank you for listening to our White Lotus podcast. Yeah. This is me stalling so that I can bring up the Patreon page and then read all these names. Next week we're going to do a Black Lotus podcast. We're going to recap Ooh. and review the Magic the Gathering card, the Black Lotus. Where if you tap it, you get two colorless <laughs> mana. A fantastic card. Uh, really useful in any deck. Thank you to our patrons. Carol Andreas, Major Woody, John Juris, Craig, Day 11 Podcast. I mean, Westworld, Brinkin, Chris World, Unstoppable, James, Watch My Dong, Anthony Wells, Jamie Lochner, and Connor O'Dowd. I did it backwards that time, just so I could say Connor O'Dowd's uh, name last. He gives us an amount of money that ends in 69 purposely, so he wins. <laughs> The only way to defeat Connor O'Dowd is to pledge $69 and, and four twenty cents. Right, which I don't <laughs> think you should do. I don't think anyone should do that. Or $694.20. There you go. That would be better. James, when's the Injustice episode going up? I mean, probably before this. I'm going to do it. I'm going to finish it today. Oh, okay. Thanks for listening to the White Lotus podcast. Uh, and Adam, I believe you know exactly how to end this. Yeah, that's the part no. that I don't agree with. You, you the- need to listen to it. It's there. All right. It's there. I am incredibly accurate to the source material.